Blog Talk Radio. Look out in the street there. You know what you don't see? My car. Because I had to sell it to pay the lawyer I hired when I got busted for drunk driving. Know what else you don't see? My girlfriend, who decided that a guy with no car and no license and no money was no fun. Cops are out there cracking down on drunk driving all across the country. And they'll see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Illinois Department of Transportation. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thanks for tuning in to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. We run a thriving private practice um, in Chicago, Naperville, online and telephonically. And um, I personally do everything from individual therapy to public speaking to organizational strength to family therapy. We also offer medication management and just your full-service behavioral health. So when you get a chance, check us out at Noel, which is N-O-W-E-L-L, and A-N-D, associates.com. Yep. And here at Noel Associates, I focus on resume consults, mock interviews, and life coaching. Absolutely. So if you tuned in for the first time, let's explain what we do. We are people that really want to build relationships or help you build your relationships. And we talk about everything from being a parent to being a worker, to being a wife, a girlfriend, a lover, all of those things that you have in your life, a leader, a champion, um, all of the relationships you have, we try to come from different angles, different topics to help you work on those relationships and make them strong. Right. Go ahead. And because we know how important relationships are to every real aspect of your life, okay, and it can help you bring happiness, success, a lot of things that you want to get out of life, can be impacted by your relationships. Absolutely. So tonight I wanted to specifically talk about commitment, and I like to tell people why a specific topic has come up and why we're talking about it. One of one of the reasons I want to talk about commitment is that I've seen a lot of people um, that come into the office or when I'm out doing public speaking or when we're working with couples or maybe we're working within an organization and we're helping them build their organization, we hear people say, um, that despite their commitment, despite their efforts, despite the work that they do, they're not always finding the results they want to find. I'm hearing people say that their marriages are ending, that they're um, that just all sorts of things that can go wrong are happening, things are slipping away from them, and they're not really sure why those things are happening. And one of the things I've been thinking about in in connection to people feeling like they're not reaching where they want to reach is what is commitment? How does one do it, and how does commitment help a person reach to the level that they want to reach? And I feel like commitment, actions, decisions, all of these things are thrown around an awful lot, and we really need to be talking to people about making commitments and what a commitment is and that you cannot be committed to everything. Like you can fully be committed to lots of things, but you have to be committed to certain things at a time and kind of how do you define that and how do you know that you're committed so let's talk about what commitment is. Um, commitment is an, an agreement or a pledge to do something in the future, especially people talk about an engagement to assume a financial obligation at a future date. Um, a commitment is something pledged. I'm reading this definition to you from MiriamWebster.com, just so if you wanted to look it up for yourself. It also says that the state of an instance of being obligated or emotionally imp- impelled 
a commitment to a cause so that people feel a connection, a com- not, I don't want to use the word commitment to define commitment, that people feel emotionally compelled to something, and that something usually defines itself by having some actions that are surmounting it. Absolutely. You can be committed to running a social organization, becoming a leader at work, committed to that, committed to marriage, right, to your spouse, things of that nature, right, committed to uh, helping on your child's athletic team, softball team, things of that nature. You're going to be the coach. You're going to commit to that for the year. So guess what? You're going to do whatever it takes uh, It comes up to support that decision that you make there. All right. Very good. And so let's talk about just for a second, think about in your life where you've seen the most success in any area. It could be that you decided to lose weight, you got committed to it, now that we have a definition for commitment, right, um, that you feel compelled to do something, that you feel like it has to be done, that you put action behind it. So that's commitment. That's kind of the, the raw definition that we're going with. And you guys can add the things to it that will make you or inspire you or motivate you to do the pieces that go along with commitment, but let's use that working definition. So let's talk a little bit about success. In one area, we're going to get to, to intimate relationships, but I wanted to start with work relationships because it's springtime. A lot of people are, are hopping jobs, and I have a lot of people come in and tell me, Dr. Noel, I really don't feel like I'm reaching the leadership potential that I want to reach in my job. And so commitment is a way of life, right, that once you become committed to something, so that's the first step, define the things that you want to have success in. That's why I'm asking you, where have you had success? because I want to see if you can kind of write down the decisions you made to get to be at the level that you are and what level of commitment that you have. I also want to say that commitment is on a spectrum. Somebody can be a little committed to something, right? and somebody can be fully committed to something. And the difference between a little committed is, um, like when you see people that walk, do cancer walks, right? right? They're people that do the full walk. They raise the money, and they go. So they're committed from beginning to end. They do everything that's supposed to be done, everything that's asked of them, and they co- they're completely committed. There are some people that are committed to the cause. Like, that's a great cause. So I'm going to commit to or I'm going to agree I feel compelled to give you maybe $15, right? right? So that may be a smaller commitment than I want to give money, I want to do the walk, I want to make awareness. Yeah, there are definitely different levels of commitment, right? And it is a matter of, being true to yourself of what level of commitment you're doing. Like you mentioned, for a cause. You know what? I'm committed and pledged to I'm going to give $15 a month for this cause. And people commit that. You know, they have a um, tele, tele, television event. Someone sign up here, sign up to give $200, a one-time gift, $15 a month, whatever the case may be. Um, and you're saying, I'm going to be committed to that. I'm going to follow through on my obligation, my decisions that I made, and I'm going to do that for the rest of the year, six months, whatever the commitment is. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or some people can, I'm going to be committed to volunteer my time at a boys and girls club, being um, uh, a youth group leader, things of that nature. I'm going to run this group once a week, one, you know, two hours a week on Fridays or Thursdays, whatever. I'm going to invest my time into these kids and help out in that form of fashion. Absolutely. So let's let's give an example of commitment. So first, we know that commitment is the feeling compelled to do something, have an emotional attachment to something. We also know that commitment takes action. So let's talk about, number one, once you're committed to something, and so let's use work for an example. Perfect. Let's say you're committed to be being a leader. You make the decision to be committed, right? Yep. And so one definition also says that um, – it mentions a simple definition also says, and I want to kind of go back to this, that commitment is a promise to do or give something, a promise to be loyal to someone or something, 
the attitude of someone who works very hard or hard to do or to support something. So one of the things in this definition that's really interesting is the idea that there's an attitude associated with commitment. So people feel like or people think that once you say, okay, I'm going to do it, that automatically that's just going to pop out of the sky and you're going to do it, right? Right. Um, People people feel like they can just kind of say I'm committed but not have to do the work behind it. Let's talk about the first step. Understanding what committed is, so we got that down, right? Right. The second thing is a decision is something that you do in the moment, right? So you decide to be committed, for example. And then the commitment then is the action that you put behind your decision. Let me give you some examples from a work standpoint. Go ahead. You decided you're going to be a leader at work, okay? So that way, let's say you're walking in your plan, you're walking in your office, and you see some trash on the floor. Guess what? As a leader, you pick that up and put it in in the trash can. You don't just look the other way, act like it's not there, walk around it. Why? Because you're a leader. You know, basically, you're if you're not physically, you're not already the head leader, okay, and you want to be that, what would the leader of the company do? If this was your company, what would you do? And act in that same form or fashion, okay? Hey, this trash on the floor, guess what? I'm going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm a leader of this organization. I'm a leader of this division, okay? And guess what? I'm going to set the example. So I'm going to pick up that trash, Okay, things of that nature. Let's say you're not going to skip over a policy or regulation because you're too busy, okay? You know, I work in, in a manufacturing plant. I've done that before. Where you've got to work in food processing. You've got to wash your hands before you come into the building, right? Hey, nobody's looking. I'm rushing in. I, I don't have to wash my hands. No one's looking. But that's if you're not a leader. If you're a leader, guess what? You're going to follow that policy and wash your hands. But if you're a committed leader. If you're a committed leader, you're going to wash your hands, follow the designated policies and procedures, even if no one is looking, even if no one's did a check on it, even if you're busy, guess what? Because that's the rules, and leaders follow the policies and protocols that are established if you're a committed leader, mm-hmm. okay? So let me just say this to add to your definition of commitment, because now we're kind of building on it when Darren talks about the example of work. A decision is a moment in time. A commitment requires action. So you're committed to be being a leader. So then you make the decisions each moment in time that you have to, that give you the actions that you need to make that success. Yes, because it's gonna. You have to continue to make that decision and back it up, okay, of the commitment that you made. You got to continually do that. Because you can make a decision a thousand times, right? Um, every like almost every Sunday for a year, I've been deciding to lose weight. Okay. Right. But at some point, I have to make the decision to become fully committed to it and then do the work behind it that it takes, right? So I hear I hear people say, Dr. Noel, no, no matter what I do. I never lose weight. People have told me that before. So then we talk about, and I'm a big girl, so I'm not making trying to shame anybody, but, but I have to talk to people about once you've made the decision to be committed and you say you're committed, now you have to do the work part of it. Mm-hmm. The work part of it is when you make a decision that moment in time to eat something, is it going to be a candy bar or is it going to be, you know, something that's within the range that you should be eating? But Go you're going to support that commitment that you made. So your decisions, which are a moment in time, so in the moment in time that you decide to be committed, then you have to have your actions that back up that decision. Yes, yes. So, again, you make decisions in a moment in time, and then your actions show your commitment to that. Yes. And if, it, if, you're, not, if you're not receiving your results and you're doing everything you're supposed to do, then let's take a look at it and say, okay, am I really committed? Am I making the right decisions? Are there some other reasons that things cannot be happening? Am I overcommitted? You meet some people that are committed to everything. They do everything with fervor and power and 
a hundred, like they're on a hundred for everything. And then sometimes that works for people, but a lot of times you find out that that energy is expended to so many places that nothing really happens. You hit that right on the head. I, I guess I'll talk more about work. You can be committed to something and think you're doing everything you possibly can, but you're doing the wrong activities. Right? You're committed. You know, you see people good. They have passion for the companies. They want to be leaders. They're doing everything that they know how. But guess what? This information they have or they're, they're not aware of, but guess what? You're missing. They could be missing a part that you're not doing, that you're that your boss is requiring you to do to go to the next level. You're working hard, but you're not being effective. Okay, so that's something that you have to watch out for because you can be committed, making the right decision. Hey, I'm doing everything in my power that I know, okay, but maybe there's some things in, in work that you need to do that you're not aware of. Maybe you need to improve some uh, relationships or you need to um, be more um, of a vocal leader. You know, I'm doing everything I can do, but I'm not one that needs to be a vocal leader. Maybe in this situation, if you want to be a true leader, your division needs you to be a vocal leader. Sometimes you have to step out of your comfort zone, step out of your normal way of doing things to to truly do whatever it takes to become that leader. And commitment requires that you go the extra mile because your commitment will be tested. Yeah. Let's use another example for some of our some folks that are that are getting degrees that call in or they listen to our show and I get emails saying, Dr. Noel, you know, I'm struggling in college, what should I do? Now if we all go back to undergraduate, <laughs> we can all remember that that moment. Everyone's had a semester where you wake up and you go, Oh boy. Oh yeah. Like, oh boy. Right. Like, I really need to get committed. Now, I've even said those words. I really need to get committed to getting an A in organic chemistry. So let me tell you the difference between just making a decision and being committed. When I went to college, I had already made a decision to go to college when I was five. I mean, that was just that was an expectation in my house. Everybody in our house goes to college. That was just an expectation. Right. It wasn't until I started to see the work that was involved and what all I had to do that I decided to get committed to it, meaning that, when I had an option to, so freshman year, I went to every party that they threw, right? right? And my grades were fine freshman year. But sophomore year, I didn't add any extra commitment. So I was, I was committed to parties, and I was committed to grades freshman year. Sophomore year, I was kind of committed to sort of just like chilling. Right. And I wasn't committed to the hours of homework it took, the, the thing that it would take, like the everything. And commitment is about the everything that it will take. Like I had to remember, like I, I made myself a 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. organic chemistry lab. It wasn't an anatomy lab. I've forgotten what it was. But I struggled for a while getting up to make it to the lab. Mm-hmm. I was committed to college, but I was not committed to that lab. Like I would like – Man, the night before, I could be up at 2, 3 a.m. knowing I had a 6 a.m. lab. Right. And when I saw what my grade looked like in that particular lab, then I got committed, meaning that no matter what, I, I got a sleepy, tired, hungry. It made me know, never mind, I had to do the action. So the commitment was the actions behind it. I had to get up and actually do what it took to get the grade that I needed. If I needed to talk to a teacher, I had to do it. I had to find Bridges are not excuses, and that's what another thing commitment is about. Bridges are not excuses. I couldn't say, well, you guys are uh, taking off points because of this or because I'm a girl or because I'm blue or whatever. I had to make it happen no matter what, everything it took to finish what I had to finish. That's a great one. Now, on that same vein, Doc, let me ask you this, okay? Talk about student. Now, business owners, right? You're, you're a business owner. Talk, talk about the commitment it takes to be successful in business and the decisions that you have to make there from a business standpoint. Yeah, that's another good one. And, and one of the things is I, I treat a lot of business owners. We talk about marriages and business and coaching and the things that it takes 
And I can remember reading books about Bill Gates and reading books about Steve Jobs and reading books about entrepreneurs hundreds of years before me, five years before me, ten years before me, in the moment with me. And one of the biggest things that I noticed is people had to have a burning commitment for their business to work because for the first – now, some businesses right out the gate, maybe they make millions of dollars. But for most business owners, the first zero to five years, the commitment of the financing is coming out of one's own pocket. Right. And I can remember getting up early in the morning, coming in before the sunlight was up, hanging up pictures, putting up posters, doing those things, working all day to see clients, then staying to 2 a.m. that evening, finishing up what I had to finish up. Like, there was no excuse. I had to do it. And it never even dawned on me to quit or to stop. I had committed myself to it. I had quit the job that I was, and I, I just, I had to make it work. So would you say most business owners don't have a 40-hour-a-week type, type schedule? I'm going like, to say. Hey, it's, you know, I did my eight hours today. Hey, and, you know, payroll's not done or stuff's not put away. I'm just going to go ahead on home. I'm going to tell you that business owners that are successful are business owners 24 hours a day. Mm. It's, it's, it's a 24 hours a day job. And I'm going to say not job, but, but workload. Okay. And I'm going to say this even about this is kind of separating business owners for workers, but even the best workers at a, because when I was at my, the different places I worked, I believed I worked as hard or harder than anybody else. Okay. So the work ethic didn't just come when I got into business. I was doing the work ethic for other people so I had practiced it long enough that I could be committed to doing it for myself. Mm, okay. And I feel like if you look at successful business owners, even if they say, one time I read something from from P. Diddy. I hope it was P. Diddy. Mm-hmm. But he said that he worked at a club and he cleaned toilets. And he said that he wanted for if somebody was thrown up in the club Saturday night or whatever, they put their head in that toilet, that toilet, he wanted to be the cleanest toilet ever. Wow. And so now when you think about P. Diddy, who knew that he cleaned toilets? Do you, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. You wouldn't even think that. Again, another idea of work ethic. Whether you like Beyonce's music or don't like Beyonce's music, that girl works. Like every so often she's always coming up with something new, dancing, prancing. Like one day I was watching her do like two videos, and I danced with her and sang with her for like four videos straight. <laughs> right. I was like, this girl must be like running eight hours a day. Right. She's in shape. She's committed to it. The lifestyle, she lives the lifestyle of commitment to her business. And so it doesn't matter if you're doing an office business, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a surgeon, the level of commitment that you have to put into it is is you've got to be more committed than anybody else in in your business for your business to work. Mm -hmm. Right. And even if you think about the president, any president, you can think about any president, it's a big deal when they take a vacation. Their vacations are announced. Right. The president is yeah. going to be on at, at, at the bunker. The right. pre- president's going to be – it's like news. The president took a break, <laughs> right. right, because to be one of the most committed Americans, whoever he or she is as president, because we have female candidates now too, yep. Yep. whoever he or she is has to be one of the most committed people in the country to keep the country running. If you think about judges on the Supreme Court, they don't retire. They die out. It's true. When they run for that position, they have to be so – committed that they realize that they have to spend the rest of their life doing it. That's a lifetime, that's a lifelong commitment, right, to that type of job. It's like parenting. Once you become a parent, you have to be prepared for the lifelong commitment of parenting, right? That that is something that I think, um, I guess, until you have a child, you may not think about. But, you know, if you do some reflection on it, even if you're, you know, 30s, 40s, guess what? Your parents still give you some guidance, suggestions, uh, financial support sometimes. 
help with your children, their grandchildren's suggestions and things of that nature, they're still a parent to you. Even though you're a fully grown adult, may have your own children, guess what? They're still parenting you along. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You know, this may be your first, second, or third child, okay? But you don't have grandchildren yet, right? So guess what? When you're, they're teaching you uh, how to be a parent, okay, and from their experience, you're watching them say, so, oh, I see how a grandparent works. So, you know, Absolutely. you're learning from them how to be a grandparent, and right. you're watching them. Another part of fully being committed to something is being willing to be educated on the thing that you're committed to. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> so let's take um, let's take a sport, for example. So we've talked about the work environment. We've talked about business. Let's take a sport, uh, for example. I have noticed that people that are in the Olympics have coaches, even if they've won a gold medal before. Yes, yes. They don't somehow fire the coach the next year. They get educated even more on the nuances of what they need to do. When I see Gabrielle Douglas on Facebook, um, she's always putting up some new thing she learned, some new power thing she's able to do, some new thing with her thigh or whatever it is that she's doing for gymnastics. But she's constantly being educated on what it takes to, to do what she does. And I think on a thing, Vance, or you have to be able to be uh, adapt yourself mm-hmm. and be able to want to change because whatever you commit to, it may change. And the requirements that stay committed can change. Absolutely. You know, um, you, you someone commits to a relationship, okay, and your husband and wife. So now, okay, this is what it takes for us to be successful, have a successful marriage. Guess what? When you, when you start there uh, five, ten years ago, the requirements that each other requires from one another have, have changed or can change. Now there's kids in the mix. Job changes. So guess yeah. what? Whatever it took to be committed at year zero, year one, you have to do some different things in year 10 and year 20. So let me, let's give an example. Sure. You know, one good example is health issues. Yeah. When you, usually when people marry each other young in the beginning, they're limited to, to no health issues, right? right? Usually. I mean, people can have um, well, chronic right. illnesses, right. but right. hopefully there's no, there's no chronic illnesses. Right. <clears throat> Over the course of years, any number of things that could happen that maybe you have to give that person their insulin shot. Maybe you have to help them go to the bathroom. Maybe you have to go with them to 50 appointments to the doctor's office. That level of action behind the commitment to be with a person for better or worse may change. And a lot of times when the actions have to change, people are not ready for the change, mm. not willing to make the change, or they say something like you didn't used to need that, or you've changed from when we were 20, of course, you're 40 now. Right, right. Um, you know, when we were younger, you didn't need money from me. Now maybe a person's on disability for a number of reasons, and now they need consistent money from, like, sure. not just the money that you get from the household, but everything's riding on someone, one income. Right. That commitment, those actions are different. And, and you know, we read a statistic, we read, we read a statistic a lot that 50% of marriages end in divorce. And a lot of times, you know, we talked about marrying the wrong person, not being the right person, but sometimes two of the right people can get together and be committed, and then the level of what needs to happen in commitment changes, and it stresses out the marriage. Yes. You know, kids is one good example of that. Many people feel like um, once they had children, the relationship changed. Susie gained weight. Uh, She didn't like to have sex as much. We didn't have enough single time. But if you're committed to being married and you make decisions in the moment that support that commitment and your actions support that commitment and you're getting educated and being flexible, then there's a strong chance that your marriage doesn't have to end. Right. So about getting educated and health-wise. So if you're the primary cook for the household and your spouse has health issues, guess what? You may need to learn some new dishes. 
I need to get educated on what foods this person should and should not eat. So I may have to change the what I cook for the household, right? But that's going to take education and commitment. Why? Because I'm committed to you. I'm committed to the family, okay? I may have to change, you know, my normal 10 recipes that I cook. I have to change those now. Take some things out of that, okay? Start cooking with different oils or different things of that nature because I need to support the health of, of, of my spouse who I'm committed to, mm-hmm. okay? Things of that nature. Here's another way that people need to get educated on your personal strengths and weaknesses and how they change. Mm, okay. You know, <clears throat> I have discovered that when my husband starts working different jobs, his behavior can change, his demeanor can change. I've discovered about myself that I can behave differently under high levels of stress. Maybe I don't communicate as well. Maybe I over-communicate, whatever those things are. You have to learn those things about yourself so that you can still behave in a way that will support the commitments that you've made to another person. Yes, because there are going to be changes and the ebbs and flows in relationships, okay? And if you're committed to the relationships, you'll need to know how to flex, educate yourself, and adjust as needed. Because And you have to make those decisions on a regular basis, okay, because of that initial commitment that you made to that to your spouse. You know, I'm going to give you guys a much lighter example of commitment. Um, Darren, let's talk about Betamax. Betamax. We have a beta fish named Betamax, and um, – my daughter was fully committed to getting the fish, <laughs> like fully committed, so committed that for like four months straight, I I got begged into getting her this fish. Like fish, I started in like fish, a, beta fish, beta yeah, fish, fish. <laughs> it was like every day, and so um, we well actually it was a goldfish that she wanted. She was committed to the goldfish. Right. When we went to get the goldfish at the pet store, they said that he doesn't have a stomach, so he'll be pooping a lot and you'll be changing the tank every night, and mm. we weren't committed to that. No. So we got a beta fish. He lives alone. He eats pretty simple. But there's a commitment level to cleaning the fish tank that I don't have. I don't have it either. And so even though we love Beta, he's lived about a year. Right. Every so often we look up and the tank is like. It's some dirty water, everyone. Yeah. I mean, if you if you push around any rocks in the bottom of that tank. Ooh, it's nasty. You, right. It's, it's, a, it's a situation. And even my daughter, I would be like, well, go down and feed Beta. Like every day we tell her, go feed. So she goes to feed him. And one day she's like, I don't know about baby. Like, he's not eating. I don't really see him eat every time I put it in there. So I don't know if I should feed him every day. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you were committed to having this. You begged us into it. We got it. We all agree we do the work. So now everybody still has to have that level of commitment for Beta to survive. Right. And he needs us to do those things. Like, Beta is not going to be able to clean his tank himself. Nope. Can't feed himself, right? There's nothing in the tank, so we have to put the fresh food in there. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk about commitment, and this is for any level of commitment, you have to ask yourself, why am I committed to this? Is it just a, I want to make finances things? Do you want to change the world? Do you want to rule the world? Do you want to prove a point? Do you want to, like, what is your why behind the commitment? Because you can be committed, you can have action, you can make decisions, but sometimes it can take longer than one thing for the results to kick in, and so that's when your why counts. That's a great point, having that why. Why am I why why am I why did I make the commitment? Okay, and so you have that in your mind. But why did I make the commitment? You know, because I love this person, I wanna a relationship wide, I wanna be with this person for the rest of my life. I want us to have a, a happy life together. So guess what? I'm gonna make those commitments throughout years, you know, fifteen, five, twenty, whatever the case may be, along the way. You always reflect, go back to that why. Why mm-hmm. am I committed? I made this commitment. But for example, if you get married and you only did it because you wanted the big wedding, you wanted a oh, big party. Right. You wanted a lot of gifts. You were committed to the fanfare. Then within the first year when the fanfare is over, when you're not being called a newlywed, when you're not still getting gifts, when 
you're not getting anniversary, t- you know, those types of things right. when you're not still planning the party and the wedding and the this and the that, and then the day-to-day kicks in, then you may not be committed to the day-to-day. You got a great point there because someone can be committed to, I'm committed to the idea of getting married, the idea of a wedding, okay, because I always wanted to get married, but I'm not really necessarily committed to this other person. I'm, I'm committed to the idea of getting married and stuff like that, but I'm not committed to that person. So that could be a challenge. Absolutely. So, what, so you know what? I want to be married, but, you know, my commitment is to marry, not necessarily to, you know, to Albert or to Susie, right? Right. right. So guess what? I, I can now I'm going to marry somebody else, leave this person, right. get married to somebody else. And all of us know somebody that's a marrying man or woman, right? They've yes, been married yes, four yes. or five times. Whoever they get with, they marry. Right. They love that person. I'm committed. I'm into them. I can't breathe without Susie or Bobby or or, you know, Reggie or whoever it is. Right. And then, like, two, three years down the road, you notice on Facebook the pictures start disappearing, <laughs> the commitment is different. Then they hot love, fall in love with somebody else. Right. So there's some people that are committed to the, the committed to falling in love, I'll put yeah. it that way. Committed to fall in love, being married. Okay? Mm-hmm. Don't have to be necessarily a specific person. I'm just committed to being married. Absolutely. So, you know, we've got a few seconds left. Let me kind of do a recap. If you're looking for success in a particular area of your life, it's going to take commitment, whatever that area is. Define what that area is that you want to have success in. Not everything at one time, but pick something specific to run hard with. Um, let, let yourself know that commitment is action. Decision is a moment within those that time. So you make decisions to support your um, commitment, and the commitment shows action. Also know what your why is. Um, why am I committed? How long can I be committed? How long can I be committed at this level? Also be able to be flexible, like, okay, this commitment is going to take this, it's going to take that, I'm willing to do that, or know when you can't do those things. Right, right. Be, uh, be committed to educate yourself, go through the change that you need to change, modify uh, your decision that you need to make, okay? If commitment needs to change, uh, to, the decision to change that needs to support that first commitment, you be Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.